Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Well, I've got it not long, <laughs> not long, but how's that? The little boy we sponsored? And he's now in the uh, campus pastor seat of our church in Zambia currently. Well, Pastor Liam and Lisa are here. Only God could know that. Only God could know that. Only God could foresee that when Sue and I picked up, when we came back to Australia from the UK, a compassion child off the stand, that only God could see you're actually picking up your, your campus pastor for Zambia. <laughs> like, how does that happen? And if you don't know miracles, everybody, you need to know that the God we serve is a miracle-working God. Come on, the God we serve is a miracle-working God. He's a miracle-working God. And uh, some of you might say, why Rwanda? Well, I just think that's up to God's choice. God chose that nation for us. And I want to encourage everybody who's here that God chose those children of that nation. And I actually, let me just say to everybody who sponsors children outside of Rwanda, thank God for you. Actually, we just honor everybody who's sponsoring a child. Actually, give, it, give a hand for everybody sponsoring a child anywhere. We thank God for all of you because you're rescuing children from poverty in Jesus' name. And so if your child is anywhere else in the world, we honor you. There is absolutely, that is absolutely brilliant. But Rwanda is the nation that God chose us for us as a church. And, uh, and I want to encourage everybody who's come from the continent of Africa, if you're not sponsoring a child, the church that God's placed you in, God's chosen Rwanda. You may sponsor the children of your nation or care for your family or children. Can I encourage you? God even says to every from the continent, the nation I've chosen for you is the children of Rwanda. And, uh, and there's something particularly powerful and incredible about looking after the children of a nation that the devil tried to destroy. One million of Justin's uh, people were murdered through genocide, murdered, cruelly, tortured, one million. Can you believe it? Absolutely unbelievable. And, uh, and when you're there with Justin's people, they're the most dignified, gracious, beautiful people. And you're like, how on earth did one million of your people get killed? And, uh, and so God's heart is for those people. And I'll tell you one supernatural experience on my, one of my trips when Justin was 17, I went through, I said to Justin, I'll go through the genocide museum with him one time. I said, I'm not going through again. I'll go through one time with you. And then he said to me, dad, you have to go through again when the boys come. I said, no, you can go through. I'm going through one time with you. But when I went through the genocide memorial for those who've been there, there's numbers of our people being on team with us. I walked through with Justin and whatever discernment I have. And by the way, can I encourage you? Ask the Holy Spirit if you're a believer already. And if you're not yet a believer, God wants to give you discernment in your life and speak to you. And one of the incredible things about being a born-again believer, walking with the Holy Spirit, is that God will talk to you, and He'll speak into your heart. So when I went to that nation uh, in the early days, I was thinking, wow, I'd love to see what, you know, compassion's doing with the children. Never think I'd go back there again nine times later, and, or whatever it is. But when Justin was about 17, I said, I'll go through with this with you, Just, you know, one time to see the genocide memorial. And it's heart-wrenching, and you go through it, and it's just heart-wrenching. And when I came out... You know, you're just, I mean, you're overwhelmed with how could humans do this to other humans? You just, how could they? And I know how they did it. It was demonic. 
And in case you don't know, there is a devil. He is real. He's a destroyer. And uh, he's at work on the planet, but God's at work in a much greater way. And every time the enemy steps up, God steps his people up, by the way. God steps you and I up. And uh, I remember walking out the door with Justin thinking that is absolutely traumatizing, knowing that he'd lost a lot of his family, had been murdered cruelly. And I walked out with Justin, who you just saw. And as I turned around, I looked at him. And when I looked at him, I just saw this thorn in him. And it was like a big thorn, like in him. And I just knew that the devil had spoken to him in the, holo, uh, sorry, in the genocide memorial. And I said to him, it was the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Everybody, this is why you got to don't live your life in the natural. It's too boring. <laughs> That's why you got to get saved because you want to hear God's voice. I turned to Justin, who you just saw, and I said, Justin, the devil just tell you to die? And he goes, he did, Dad. Can you imagine? I'm in the, that nation where so many people have been killed. And I see, like in the spirit, when you're a Christian, you walk with God. You get really strong impressions. I just had the strongest impression. I saw this thorn. I turned to him and I said, did the devil just tell you to die? And Justin looked at me straight in the eyes and he goes, Dad, he did. And I said, I knew it. Come here. <laughs> so I, I'm in the garden with this 17-year-old. In the name of Jesus, I just break this off you. It was like the devil had said to him, how did you get away? I killed all your people. How did you get away? And I said, I break that off you in the name of Jesus. And I prayed with him. And I said, you're going to live. You're going to serve the Lord. You're going to be a man of God. And, uh, and I remember we just sat down in the garden. And then we left. And I turned around and looked at him. And I could see he was free of that. And what the enemy had put on him in that prayer time, God had delivered him. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So what a privilege we have a Global Heart Church to be called to that nation and to serve those children. Where the devil tried to wipe them out, God says, well, don't worry, I've got some churches around the world, and Global Heart Church is one of them who will come to this nation and serve the children of this nation in Jesus' name. And you know, everybody, I want to encourage you too that the God that we serve stands with those at the bottom of the economic ladder. God stands with those at the bottom of the economic ladder. He, his heart is towards those who are suffering and are impoverished. And, uh, you know, in Isaiah, the people are fasting and praying and, and uh, they're reaching out to God and they're actually a bit ticked because God's not answering. And, and God basically says to them, this is not the, the fast I've chosen. This is the fast you've chosen. And he basically says to them, the one I've chosen is to break the chains of injustice on the earth. And God is saying to us at Global Heart Church, God is saying to you, if you're not from our church and you came tonight, welcome. This message is for you. Go change the world. <laughs> and God's saying to you, he's called you to break the chains of injustice so those in deep poverty can go free. And in actual fact, if you go on, I haven't got time to talk about it tonight, but as I read on in Isaiah and as I've gone on and read the Word of God, I've come to the theological conclusion, all the theologians can agree with me, <laughs> is that God's actually saying in his word, unless you have a relationship with the poor and care for them, then you don't really know me. He says, if you think you know me, you're mistaken. Because God is the God whose heart is broken for the poor, the widow and the orphan. Come on, this is the God we serve. 
And when, when Jesus stepped onto the planet, it was so radical because up until that time in the Greco-Roman world, they would give alms, but not to the poor. The alms they gave up until Jesus getting here was to other wealthy people to be seen to be good, to be seen to be honorable. It was the rich giving to the rich, a bit like philanthropy today around the world. We won't go into that. That's another subject. But they're giving the rich. And then in the case you ever ran out of money, the rich would give back to the rich. They walk past the poor. They walk past the suffering. They ignored them. And then Jesus steps onto the planet. Everybody wants to use him. They want to get him to rise up against the Romans. And Jesus stands there and he goes, I stand with the widow and the poor. And they were like, what? (laughs) No one in history had ever stood with the widow and the poor. And now Jesus was saying for the first time, This is what I've come for. This is who I stand with. And by the way, he was saying, I stand with women. Unheard of. He was saying, I stand with the widow and the poor, and this is who I've come to help and to stand with. Everybody, he actually talked to the Pharisees and said, listen, you're keeping this, you're tithing, you're doing all these things, but you've forgotten the weightier matters of the law, which is justice and mercy. And Jesus was saying to them, until you give justice to those who are impoverished, until you give justice and mercy to the widow and to the orphan, you are actually not serving me. And so he was actually talking to the religious people of the day who thought they were so righteous. And Jesus says, come on, you're actually not serving me at all until you start to live and speak up for those who are uh, in poverty. Proverbs 31 Verse 8 in the New Living says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Come on, Global Heart Church, we need to speak up. Come on, you need to speak up. If you're new to church, I need you to speak up, and God certainly needs you to speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all the destitute, the crushed. Speak up, the Bible says, for the vulnerable. And it goes on and says, not the successful, not those who don't need help. Jesus is saying we need to go above and beyond what we've done before and start to be people who speak up for those in need. And I like it. God's calling us to be advocates. And advocates mean the, means special concern. It means defender. Come on, defender. We're being defenders of the children. Come on, we're being defenders of the children in Jesus' name. <laughs> if you're an advocate, it means promote the cause. Not, you know, not just be a supporter and go, yay. It means, no, do something. It means be generous. It means give. It means uh, realize that God has called us to do that very thing, which is loose the chains of injustice. And I love it with God. It's equal treatment and equal love for all people. Come on, for all people. And uh, Leviticus 24 says this. It says, you shall have the same law for the stranger. And for one from, as, for, as for one from your own country, for I am the Lord your God. God says right there, listen, everybody, what all the governments are doing with refugees and people around the world right now, I'm not going to get into that whole deal, but I'll tell you what Jesus says. <laughs> Here's what God says. If I get into the Australian parliament, they'll hear it. <laughs> you are to have the same law for the foreigners as for native born. That's what God says. God says, if they're suffering and they're Australian, feed them. If they're suffering and they're from any other nation and they're in need, feed them and care for them. In Jesus' name. God says, give them the same opportunity you would give somebody else. 
And when Justin was such a, was such a little boy, he was so sick. And, uh, you know, in the, early, in the early years, he was malnourished. His sister told me how sick he was and how skinny he was and how they thought they were going to lose him. I had dinner with her one day in a restaurant, and she cried for an hour and 20 minutes, I think. And I had to keep saying to her, uh, Lorenz, it's the Lord. But she just suddenly hit her that we had really rescued Justin at that time after the genocide from poverty and from deep malnutrition. And I was like, what a privilege that we have. Hello. That we have. But also, when I looked at Justin, it was like the Lord was saying, listen, you've got three sons. Here's another one. And he has become our spiritual son. He's become the son we never knew. The Lord gave us a son. He's from Africa. <laughs> and so God says, you've got three sons. Here's another one. Just as, God, as the Scripture says... You know, same law for foreigners. So God says, I decide who your children are. Here's one of them. And here's another one. And here's another one. And here's another one. Everybody, can I encourage you this weekend, open up to generosity. Open up to generosity. God has called you to share your life. Come on, God has called you to share your life. Come on, share your life. <laughs> if you're born in Australia, you won the lottery. If you're born in Perth, you won a double lottery. You got first and second prize. You got the whole deal. What a life you have. So we have to say, Lord, in this century that we live, help us, God, to use what we've got for your glory and help us to be generous with our lives. I think the reason many of us in Western civilization are sick and why we're depressed and why we have, why we have problems is many times it's because everything focuses in. When God has called us to be part of a great spiritual family and focus out. Come on, focus out. If you're flat, if you're depressed, listen, sometimes you do need deeper counsel. Sometimes you absolutely do, and I'm not, not undermining that at all. But in our culture, the obsession, and I come from an extremely broken childhood, but the thing that has healed me the most is when I stepped up and said, I'm no longer a victim, I'm a victor. I'm no longer just now need to be helped, I'm now called to help. And then from that, and sue the same, as we began to give, as we began to love, as we began to serve others, and especially the children in need, then we began to be healed at a new level of life, and we began to experience life at a whole new level of blessing and fulfillment. Listen, God is with you. <laughs> and I finish with this. There's a Tanzanian or Tanzanian proverb, little by little, a little becomes a lot. We started with, hello, one child. And now we're at 1,075. We had more, but what happens is some of the children also um, graduate from the program. And some people do let their children's, their child sponsorship go. Never do that, everybody. We're here to help you with that. We have advocates throughout Global Heart Church. And we're here to help you keep that child and sponsor that child and rescue them from poverty. And I want to encourage you that the little has now become 1,075. And Justin just declared... We, let's, he's believing now we go to 1,300. Come on, he's believing we go to 1,300 this weekend. How good is that? <laughs> How good is that? So I'll take the prophetic declaration from my first sponsor son from Rwanda and say, everybody, we're aiming for 1,300 because Justin said so. <laughs> Can we just stand up together? Let me just pray for you and just pray at the end of it that you'll step up, look under your seat, look around your seat. There's a beautiful child, an amazing child, a child with a destiny, who just like when we picked up Justin, you don't know who you're picking up, 
or you may be picking up somebody who God is about to do something incredible through that child's life or through the addition of a child to your life. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.